basically we are gonna we'll just do i'll start the show kind of talk with kevin a little bit mm -hmm. and then i'll introduce you i don't have a bio for you but i'll just kind of wing it i don't okay. know let's just, i think we Great. just get into it just want to just start yeah, rocking just, yeah, let's yeah start, i let's can just get into it give okay. you some tidbits along the way if you want yeah you know that, that's a good host do your own intro Three, two, one. Kevin. Yo, what up? What's up, buddy? Nothing much. That was an extra special hello. Wanna know why? Why? It's one year. It's our birthday. Oh, is it really? Enter the crowd noise right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! There's four buttons on there, and it took like three tries. So. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this a full year, and Kevin hasn't figured out the uh, I just can't. I, I, every week, I'm like, oh, I got to make a note of that. Yeah, about that, and I, I just don't. You don't. Well, so that's uh, yeah. pretty consistent with uh, how this show works. But uh, yeah, no, I looked it up on the podcast app. It, it is exactly one year since Legends Never Die, our first episode. Wow, and uh, that uh, involves some sort of celebration, at least. Yeah, that's big stuff. Well, also um, to celebrate, we actually have a great guest, a per in-person guest, someone that uh, we've been trying to track down and get on the podcast for a really long time. I didn't give her the full story of how we did it, but we have in person Jess Kirkman. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. I feel very special. This is your 100th episode. It's not 100. It's like 50. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, 100th not... anniversary, one year. One single year. That sounds year. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have a cake. We don't have any sort of uh, but you have balloons. Me. But yeah. we have you. And that's honestly. It's better than a cake. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to talk to people in the flesh that, uh, you know, do design. Well, yes. I'm here. I'm glad it worked out. Um, yes. I'm based in California, so the fact that you got me in my three days in New York. Yeah, oh, yeah. Some excellent scheduling. Sh uh, shout out, Maddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shout out to our booker. Um, <laughs> Jess Kirkman is the executive creative director at Taco Bell. Yeah. And we're going to get into that and kind of ask her a million questions what that's like and how she wound up there and you know all the things she loves in Taco Bell. First, uh, the podcast is brought to you by The Dye Line. The Dye Line is the number one resource for packaging, for packaging news, sustainability news, award show, and a conference that Kevin and I are going to be attending next week in Boston. And we're also hosting the awards program. Um, so sorry to Jessica Desio, who I uh, haven't, I didn't respond to her email and um, because she wants to do some planning. And then she emailed me and said, please respond to my emails. I'm pregnant and I don't want to be angry. Ooh. And so uh, I feel awful. So a public apology to Jess. <laughs> and, uh, but please come check us out. Come say hello. Uh, come to the show and uh, we'll see you in Boston. And shout out oh, to the yeah. line for shout out uh, all line. the things that they do for designers and for us. And they were the ones actually who helped us get to Jess. And so shout out to Die Line there. Yeah, shout out Bill McCool. We love the Die Line. Friends and family. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I mean, they show you guys so much love. They are friends of the brand, and we just have a good relationship with them. And it's always fun to get a little feature on the die line. Who doesn't love that? Oh, of yeah. course, everyone wants recognition. Yeah, especially for in house too. I feel like that does yes. galvanize and get people excited. I think so. And so, the team gets all amped about it. So thank I, you, die line. Yes, and you're both West Coast operations, right? Mm -hmm. So where 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 do you where do you come from? Uh, we Taco Bell mm -hmm. is based in Irvine, California. So we're about an hour south of LA. Um, you know, we do a lot of stuff in L.A. as well, but Southern California, that's actually where it started, the brand. Okay. And so we have what we call our Southern California roots mm. and that whole surf culture, beach culture, laid back vibe is very much inherent in the brand. Sure. So that makes for a very easygoing place to work. I'll tell you that. And you live in Orange County? Is that? I live in Orange County currently, close to the office, which we are not fully back into, but yep. it's very pleasant being near the beach. And before that, I was I actually lived in New York for about 12 years. So moving to Orange County and California was definitely a culture shock. Yeah. I have some <laughs> family in Dana Point. I'm actually going there uh, for July 4th next month, and I go there quite a bit. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's yeah. like heaven on earth. Yeah. It's a totally different life. Than totally different vibe. Yeah. When I first moved, I was like, wow, I have time to read a book. And wow. I'm like, what is this hour? What's that like? Sounds yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what you reading? We don't, we don't do that around yeah. here. Not, not for us. Um, and so you have been at Taco Bell for how, how long has it, uh, have you been the executive, uh, creative director? I'm coming up on my five years at Taco Bell. Wow. I've been ECD for about three of the five years and, just to give you an idea of how much growth happened um, in the last five years, we when I started, there was a small team of about maybe 15 
20 people max. I'm saying 20 because I helped bring in some of those people. And it would be like what you think uh, as an in-house team. We It started about maybe eight years ago as menu boards, uh, small POP stuff, and internal communications. So the stuff that you normally <laughs> think of when you hear in-house. Sure. And then uh, little by little, I think we just proved our worth. And part of why I was brought in was to grow the team and to create really a, a larger agency. So at the moment, we're about 70 people strong. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. And yeah. uh, it shows in the work. I think that's what I've always said about uh, brands that prioritize design and prioritize in-house design. Uh, they kill it. <laughs> I think that's something a lot of people don't think about. Uh, yeah. Design specifically, like marketing, everyone talks about. Sure. And I come from a, a communication design background. So classic graphic design, problem solving background, but art as well. And so obviously I also do art on the side and a yeah. lot of the people we hire are artists by trade. And I think that's, that's almost like a European way of looking at mm -hmm. a creative where design is focused on. And so the fact that Taco Bell started to really appreciate design and grow us and support us, that I think is why the work, I personally feel like the work looks better than it's ever looked. And going from 20 to 70 is a big jump. Big jump. I mean, it took us about five years to do that. But in COVID, we we grew dramatically as well. So um, that just shows how much work in-house uh, we've been killing it, crushing yeah. it. Amazing. And so what does the team handle as far as you know today? Because you said before you go from point of sale and a lot of... Mm -hmm. So I worked in-house at Coke. I've said this a million times. And so I used to be a champion for in-house design until I started Center. And now I'm a champion for studios, <laughs> shout out like ours. Um, but um, you know, I, I, I went across the table to the dark yeah. side. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think there was always a stigma of in-house design yeah. sort of being like, you know, where creatives go to die, people yep. say, and yep. like it's a use one typeface and it's a, you uh -huh. know, for, you, you get a paycheck and you, you sort of, a, you, you, you should just, you know, just die out on the uh, sort of. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you said it all. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no feelings hurt. There. But I, no, but I, my, one of my main goals as an in-house designer was always to try to change that yes. perception and try yes. to change it be like, look, I'm cool. I'm doing cool stuff. Right. Like you could do that too. And so. Like how can you just for the listeners at home, maybe they yeah. don't know like that being an in-house designer is is an option yeah. and also a very good one to learn about design and also to do some really totally. Yeah. I think the game has totally changed in the last 10 years. I'll just say that to yeah. begin with. I think first and foremost, when you're in design school, you're in school for any kind of creative outlet. I don't know. I only thought it was like advertising and marketing. And if I did design, I was at a small shop or I was on a small design team. And I did come from an agency, uh, part of Publicis network of agencies before this, kind of a big conglomerate. Before that, I was in a small design shop, kind of like yours right now, very yeah. scrappy and small. Shout out to us. Yeah. We're I, trying to go from scrappy to sexy. So Scrappy we're to, to sexy is the next step. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like yeah. It, that's where it's at. Scrappy, honestly, is still the vibe we have inside yeah. at TBD. Um, so I would say now I think you don't even know your options at first. And so I never knew you could go work for Apple. You could go work for Taco Bell. You could go work for Target. I think Target was one of the first in-house agencies yes. I paid attention to Shout maybe to about Peters. 10 years ago. Exactly. Yeah, because he was like, I'm the in-house guy. I'm doing in-house stuff for Target and I'm cool and I do great work. Yeah. And I think you start getting good leaders in place and I, I won't toot my own horn, but I think you get people that don't look at in-house as a I don't, I don't yeah. even look at us as in-house. I take that word off. Yeah. Um, we're just an agency that happens to know the brand really well. And so I think um, the type of work that we've started doing started with, of course, the menu board team and the internal communications <laughs> team. But from there, we started doing everything from packaging, base packaging, special LTO packaging. We then started doing digital social um, we only started doing all that stuff since I was there. There was yeah. just like an intern doing it beforehand for the brand. And then the brand realized, oh man, social is something we got to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so this internet thing. little by little, we just started chipping away at some of what other agencies were doing. And a lot of brands still work with about four or five more agencies doing tons of different things. Sure. Um, now Taco Bell, really, when you're talking about creative execution, works with 
us doing about 90% of the work, retail, uh, apparel, website, all the stuff. And then we work with an outside agency to do a lot of the broadcast film stuff. So mm -hmm. some of the bigger initiatives, even like thinking about some of the stuff you've probably heard in the news recently. Sure. Um, some of those ideas are collabed. Yeah. And we went from there. It's incredible. And I think that just shows how much design has changed and also how much the world has changed in terms of like what a brand is expected to do. Yeah. Because um, not to make this about myself, but that's kind of what I do here on this <laughs> podcast. Um, you know, vitamin water and a lot of the brands I was working on and sort of like the early parts of my career in house. Yeah, there weren't that many sort of places for design to really go. Right. It was events. It was sort of in-store marketing. Yeah. It was packaging and maybe some art direction for some small mm -hmm. photo shoots. And now the whole world of what design and creative uh, does for brands has just opened up and it allows you know, a creative team at Taco Bell to do almost anything and everything. And to a certain point, you probably could do TV and for start sure. And we've dabbled in it. Honestly, it comes down to having the resources and totally. having, you know, the support and, and look, you always want to work with, I think, multiple agencies, no matter what, to get fresh perspective, to keep yourself in check. Mm -hmm. We learn from our agencies. They learn from us. I don't want to ever say we're going to do everything. Then we're turning that idea kind of scares me because then where are we learning from? Yeah. So I think it's just about uh, continuing to learn, continuing to grow. And yes, you said it, changing the name of what in-house does. I think it comes with strong leaders who are willing to take risks and get support. That's where I was going to ask next was like, do you have, you've got to have leaders at the top of the organization that are like, wow, if we invest more in design and more into this team, we're going to get more out of it more so than we could ever do anywhere else. And I think yeah, you have to have that. Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, it all starts with either like your chief marketing officer, your chief brand officer, whatever's at the top. They really need to understand that that is important. Um, Taco Bell has always been a marketing first brand. Mm. They very much value marketing. Sure. And I think by TBD or, or design infusing itself into part of marketing as a power player, they have inherently seen the value of that and how it differentiates them. So I will say one of the things that makes it easy is we have a lot of support from the top and people that understand design, not just marketing and advertising as being a vital part of that. Uh, Glenn Bell is the founder, <laughs> yep. right? Uncle Glenn, we call him. Okay. You know? Is he still around? No, doing he's stuff? no no longer around doing oh, anything. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, his face uh, does pop up here and there in some of our designs, almost like to borderline kitsch, but yeah. uh, show tribute. I don't think a lot of people know that, that it's actually named after a person. I oh, did. Yeah. You did know that? Yeah, I looked it up yesterday. It actually Kevinism. started with Bell's Burgers. He was <laughs> mm -hmm. in the burger game back in 69, wow. and uh, I think little by little, uh, he realized that he couldn't outbeat McDonald's and some of these other ones, so he tried something new i bet you could now just open up a new shop called uh burger bell yeah mm. should we go for it yeah, yeah. That's i don't history. know Historic. the market seems saturated i think you guys are steering me <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i do have a, a, a just a just a, a thought you know just on another the original locations had fire pits and mariachi bands mm. uh, i think we should bring that back 100 percent on yeah, board yeah, approved yeah maybe um, just at, like a few locations well yeah, i will not say we have something called our taco bell cantinas which mm. do serve alcohol and mm. a lot of times do have something fun like a fire pit or a beachside oh they uh, do really? yes yes oh those are pretty lit yeah, yeah they're cool they're where the party's at <laughs> yeah we so, get the oh. we get the baja blast when we go there uh-huh yeah. well there's a couple cantinas in new york there's one in times square mm -hmm. you should go check it out I haven't I haven't been I have seen it but it does have mariachi bands and it has uh... we can arrange for that okay, if you're cool. gonna show up <laughs> thank you that, wow I feel so special now yeah the center treatment huh? no that wow I'm, <laughs> my, I'm, I'm 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 speechless really um so uh we got we got hard-hitting questions for you uh Jess you know on the show uh the number one podcast in design in Latvia um uh what's your what's your what's your go-to water at Taco Bell what are we eating? We got What's to talk my go to about order. You, you okay. me, Kevin, we're going to the talk about Cantina. Yep. Like, what are we doing? Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to say that I actually don't even eat meat. Oh. So I think that comes, I was almost worried I wouldn't get the job. I will say Taco Bell has the most, option, most options for vegetarians of any fast food brand mm. or QSR brand because you can sub meat for beans. Oh, yeah. Mm. So part of my order, if I'm going to tell you my go-to, yes. a Chalupa Supreme Oof. with beans instead of meat, delicious. Uh, I would also go for a Doritos Locos Taco, otherwise mm. known as a DLT. Always a, a fan favorite. Oh, and yeah. I love cinnamon twists. And a lot of people oh, don't even know they uh, exist. But like 
get yourself some cinnamon twists and enjoy the rest of it. It's your funny. Day. I actually, thinking about talking about, thinking about your appearance on this podcast, I could only think of cinnamon twists as like a big part of my childhood. Yeah. yeah. Like it was a part that, like, I know people are up in arms and, you know, have brought back the Mexican pizza. Mm-hmm. I never really had the Mexican pizza as a kid, but the cinnamon twists. Cinnamon were twists, big. where it's oh, yeah. at. That's a core memory for me. And you is, can eat yeah. like a hundred of them and yeah. still feel like you never ate any. So oh, they're healthy, great. right? Those are healthy. That's pure air. Basically yeah. salad. Yeah, basically <laughs> a salad. Are there any secret menu hacks? Uh, for the people at home is there something that like you know only an insider would know from the tbd i mean what i'll say is look we have there's jokes about we have six ingredients that you can combine any which way that's kind of the taco bell joke i will say that if you want something you can technically order it and they will give it to you if we have it in stock so all these items that have disappeared if they have all the ingredients they will make it for you and specifically through the app you can get some things that you can't get in person so i would just say Mm. look around the app see what's there wow might find something do you have like a taco bell card that like you just whip out like unlimited unlimited taco bell food uh no but there is a taco bell in the headquarters Mm -hmm. um it's not free i know it sounds amazing but it's heavily discounted (laughs) and it's there in a pinch um for anyone who wants it but i i just flash gift cards and Mm-hmm. then I have to cash them in yeah, like a normal person. <laughs> but it's still fun. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, good question, Kevin. I feel like that would be... The, I'm, literally, my stomach just growled. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. That's authentic, real growl. We haven't eaten lunch yet. That was a big mistake. Ta- before we should have ordered about. some. Oh, Jesus. Through the app next time. Oh, my God, Kevin. For your two-year, I will come with bags of Taco Bell. How about wow, that? that would be amazing. Okay. I'm coming back next year, guys. Oh, we would be so happy to have you as our sort of uh, birthday guest every year. Um, what are we doing here, Kevin? We don't, we, have, we, don't, we don't have Taco Bell? Our phones are tied up. Our phones are videoing us, and so we can't even like uh, ask the team, is anyone in the studio? No, they Someone all Someone grab us some Taco Bell. Oh, my it's an emergency. God, Kevin. I, uh, shut this whole thing down. Yeah, like, we're done. We're, we're just... What a joke. We, I mean, to be honest, we have been preparing mostly questions and mostly things we want to talk about. We forgot the most important part, which is this is a perfect excuse to eat Taco Bell. I thought I, this was an ASMR podcast oh. where we just eat Taco Bell <laughs> the entire time. No, the cinnamon I, twists have a really good crunch oh, that yeah. people like. Alex so. wants it to be that, but <laughs> people, people started complaining when he was eating on like Yeah, eat. I guess oh, the they rappers. Hate it. Yeah, the, they the, hate it. The lip smacking and the, yeah, yeah, it's not my favorite. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. <laughs> I'm gonna go on CMS right now. You guys on CMS? <laughs> yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we're fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Um just can you talk a little bit about uh uh your it's like uh what you were doing? You went to Syracuse. Yes, I, I, saw I that. did. Um, I, I won't give away uh, uh, our ages, but we went to school at the same time. Oh boy! Um, and I was thinking that you know, I almost went to Syracuse. We could have been uh, best friends or oh, uh, mortal enemies. Who well, knows? Well, we can be best friends now. Well, this is fantastic. Um, so after school, you said you went to design studio and advertising stuff, yeah. and so went to Syracuse for communication design. Still highly recommend the program. I actually just stopped by. They're doing a two-day portfolio review in New York. And I stopped by, ooh, saw my old ooh. professors, almost cried. It was a whole journey. Wow, um, so I might be speaking there. If anyone does go to Syracuse, uh, I'll hook you up with some gift cards and we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, so I was pretty classically trained with design and communication and then moved to New York City because that's what you do when you live in upstate New York. You go to the city. And worked at a small kind of design, scrappy design shop, kind of like this. It was called Mutant Media. I don't think it exists anymore, but it was um, a lot of, it gave me a lot of experience. And I kind of grew up the ladder there because there was maybe at most 10 of us. And so you kind of are hands on with everything, Mm -hmm. which I think is good training. And then I went to um, an agency called MRY or Mr. Youth. They were the one of the first social media agencies back when social media was like a very new thing. Yeah. Facebook marketing was like <laughs> yeah. new. We, ha- we had that at Coke. We okay. had like digital like social media agencies specifically to teach us how That's to like, exactly post That's exactly what it was. Yes, and yeah. Facebook apps, like remember all those days. And then so got into digital, social, that kind of stuff. And then slowly evolved. We got bought out like eight times and I became publicist, which is mm. one of the largest ad agencies in the US and that's actually where I interned in college and I was like oh I'll never be here again I'm not to put down publicist but I never thought I'd end up shots there. fired then, then by multiple acquisitions and everything I ended up uh back at publicist at the end and um so worked in agency culture for about uh, eight years so 12 years total in New York and then actually got kind of poached to work at Taco Bell and that's why I said Ooh. I was like oh, I don't even eat meat are they gonna accept me <laughs> Um, but an old, 
creative director, thought I would be great for the for the gig, brought me over, kind of put my resume at the top of the list, had multiple interviews and loved California. And yeah, then yeah. honestly, what I needed to be sold on, um, you know, to everyone out there not knowing their options, the brand side obviously sounds very tempting because all of a mm-hmm. sudden you're what people call the client. Yeah. Um, but that's also scary because it's corporate. Exactly. You're like going to the dark side of people mm-hmm. say. Um, but now that I've moved over to that side, um, I was mostly concerned just about how corporate culture would get in the way of creativity. Yeah. And that was one of the questions I asked on my interview back to the VP of advertising. Like, when does corporate culture get in the way? Wow. And what they say? They're like, well, never. Of course not. No, we approve everything on site. They gave me site. a very honest answer for Taco Bell. Okay. Um, they mm. do have a lot of support for creativity. Where it gets in the way is any kind of corporate stuff like oh. hiring and firing. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes me like seven weeks to get approvals to hire someone versus like you work at a scrappy place. You want to hire them, they start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's just things are slower. There's a lot of that red tape you have to go through. But in terms of creativity, I do feel like Taco Bell has always supported that. We have a new chief brand officer as of the last six months um sean trevon he came from nike he was at the jordan brands for 15 years Sick. so he's kind of making some moves internally and everyone's super amped and excited and honestly i'm excited because what can i learn from what nike has done in the past and so that's kind of my journey of how i even ended up at taco bell and then sure. i grew the team like we said from about 15 20 to about 70 now and we'll see what the future and that's wild holds. that's incredible it's fun yeah congratulations Thanks. i just blacked out and spent 50 dollars at taco <laughs> Bell. Wait, what and the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I hope you subbed meat for beans in some of that. I got stuff, you so. some uh, some uh, a bean <laughs> chalupa. I think awesome. I'm Thank pretty. You. I got some quesadillas and you know um, just a couple things. You so, can't go wrong. Um, so so in house, is your work life balance pretty good? Like, would you say yes. you work moss or lip moss? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, definitely live moss for sure. <laughs> which good. I will say, um, live moss kind of took a break from the brand for mm-hmm. maybe five six years, and it's back. Live oh, moss is back. back, baby. Oh, let's go. Um, so we're going hard, but I will say major differences. Look, I came from a New York agency mm-hmm. to a California, Southern California brand. Mm-hmm. My life changed. And I will <laughs> say work-life balance is a folk focus out there. Yeah. Um, one, it's beautiful out and everyone's like healthy and mm-hmm. jogging yeah. around to the office. Um, Kevin, that, that sounds not nice, a New York right? Thing. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is this? Well, uh, New York land. is just like, you go, go, go. Um, there is, <laughs> I learned a lot in New York. I learned a lot on the agency side. So, mm-hmm. and I've given, a, I have spoken on a podcast uh, with the ECD of Adobe about this, about agency versus in house. And I don't even want to say verse because I don't think yeah. you can compare it. But I do think the idea of getting your work done and giving creatives time to, you know, have yeah. their own inspiration moments is important. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And, and I think that has also changed quite a bit over the last 10 years where like um, coming from a design background and sort of in the sort of like early, mid, late 2000s, there was a sort of like grind, stay late, work your ass off, pitch. And now, is that gone, you're saying? I think generally there's a new generation of people okay. like Kevin. Kevin represents all of them that um, <laughs> prioritize uh, life okay. and, and live in Moss. Well, and I think, it's look, not, it's, it's us that now. we're the, all the creative leaders are the ones making the decision. This is what I've talked Cor- about a correct. lot where we're the ones deciding how we drive creative forward. Why are we still sticking with this like mad men old school? Yes. You leave at 830 and everyone looks at you and says, where are you going early? Sure. Yeah. That was kind of what I still experienced great working job. in the agency. <laughs> Working a half day. Exactly. But that's kind of like what you see a lot. And people aren't joking a lot of the times. And there's that mentality of like, oh, whoever's the first to leave is like, I always thought you're more efficient if you left first. I'm like, I got my work done. Yeah. Is that good? I don't know. Yeah. A lot of the young designers my age that I talk to, like, are kind of all in the same situation with like, holy shit, I'm so burnt out. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I think you have to create boundaries and I think it's always important at any level to create boundaries. I think it's most important at the top to set the pace for Mm -hmm. your team. And as a leader, that's what I do. But I do think at any level, you have to set your work-life boundaries and no one should have to be working overtime all the time. There's something wrong. That's what that tells me. Mm. This is, this is good advice. I'm, I'm learning here. Uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah. We got to live Moss. We got to live Moss. Live Moss, guys. It's back. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great tagline. It is such a great, it is such a great tagline. Yeah. Um, what happened to the Chihuahua? Is he, uh, yeah. Do we not, can't bring him up? Canceled. Uh, uh, The Chihuahua is a girl, was a girl. Okay. Her name was Gidget. Okay. And a fun fact about Gidget is she was also the legally blonde Chihuahua. What? And when she visited the office back in, I don't know what year that was. It was before my time. They rolled out a purple 
carpet for her. You know, we have the purple carpet, <laughs> not the red carpet. Of course. But they did roll out basically a red carpet for Gidget. And wow. But, um, Big moment. Gidget's. Gidget's gone, and the brand kind of has moved on yeah. from uh, some that's, of their past. That's great. Got it. As right. they should. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I wasn't so, up to speed on sort of the uh, cancelization yeah, of, of Gidget. And, and cultural now appropriation. I'm yeah. putting pieces together. You want to be respectful of. Mm. So. What about that, like, purple, like, purple stripe that they had going on back in, like, I don't know, like the early 2000s. That's what I remember talking about. Well, is that, is that at, coming back on some stuff? Speaking of, you know, no one was speaking of the Mexican pizza, but speaking of the Mexican pizza, which, <laughs> which is all people <laughs> want to talk about nowadays. This is Jess's podcast because she just, <laughs> beautiful totally transition. That was such a good transition. No, it was a beautiful transition. <laughs> um, but if you do look at the packaging and look at it, uh, the dye line has uh, done a little article about it. You should check it out there. Um, but we have, we lean into the nostalgia. You're talking about the purple stripe. And honestly, um, we have updated our logo in the last six years and, Mm-hmm. But people still look at our old logo, which has the purple and pink. It's and so now we're kind of leaning into our old design as mm-hmm. like nostalgia, which is totally back. And like the totally. '90s are back now, yeah, which yeah. I thought were ten years ago, but they're. It sounds like it was <sighs> more than ten years. Ago. They're back, back. Yeah. I know. We're, I'm not going to age myself anymore. But <laughs> no. um, social marketing was new when I was in school. Right out of school. That's, yeah, not just yeah. Uh, yeah. you Sorry, and I guys. both were in the same spot. Um, <laughs> no, it's 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 funny because like yes, '90s culture is all the way back, right? Everyone yeah. was like they're uh, from 1994, and um, Taco Bell. That was like glory days, Taco yeah. Bell. And yeah. I do think that is that puts you guys in live really outside good. the bun. And yeah, all that. and there's so much great history there that you can kind of tap into and modernize. I think that's what. Um, we used to do a Coke, we'd go to the archives mm-hmm. and like look for cool stuff and look for sort of creative inspiration and then bring it to the modern age. I think and that's what we try to it. do. And look, we have people that that, that nostalgia is deep for them. Yeah. yeah. So not only are we always looking to get new people interested in our brand and stay relevant, you know, Gen Z is our new is the new target for everyone right now. Um, <laughs> we do want to stay young and cool and fresh. Um, but. We do have great nostalgia and we actually call our consumers fans because people get tattoos of Taco Bell and they have their (laughs) order on lock and it's just a totally different thing than the McDonald's and the Wendy's of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure someone has a Wendy's tattoo, but it's a little bit different. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Fan fanatic. There's a fun to it. And I think that comes through and everything from design to creative to advertising to the spaces, like the stores. I remember some of the design of those like 90s Taco Bells is like unreal well now they're back back. yeah and it's all coming back (laughs) and it's like all on trend yeah like that memphis design style well it's funny so there's actually uh i think it's an instagram account called yokiro used to be a taco bell (laughs) i think that's the name of it and shout out to the guy that runs it but he takes photos of all the old taco bell buildings because Mm -hmm. there's an actual style of architecture it's called the mission style building which leans into the ones you're talking about with the fire pits and the rounded arched windows and um there's very few of those anymore and they've all been turned into like banks yeah. or whatever <laughs> and this whole instagram account is him taking pictures of those buildings but what are they now uh, and so there's again even with that kind of nostalgia a love for the brand yeah, that's fun. a that's a deep brand right there where you got it in the architecture seriously yeah. yeah and yeah now i'm looking at like former taco bell buildings what they used to be and it's yeah no they distinctly look like taco bell buildings no matter what you put right. on the front right. of them um that's incredible yeah i mean uh, heritage wise i mean taco bell's got just amazing graphics all throughout like even like i was looking at like the first store with like yep. the uh the, the squares with all the letters and shit like oh yeah that, yeah. that, that rules like the I'm, signage like any era of taco bell logo you could probably it's just a little throw, timeless yeah you could throw it on a t-shirt and yes and you know. i i'm actually wearing um a sweatshirt that has that exact uh, oh, it has yeah. our numero uno, which is the name of the first restaurant on it. And a um, little fun fact about our first restaurant ever, it was picked up um, from its original location and taken to the parking lot of the office, the headquarters in Irvine, California. Oh, wow. So it sits there wrapped up in saran wrap in the parking lot. We will be doing something with it at some point, <laughs> um, but they wanted to save it instead of like breaking it down yeah. and, and doing nothing with it. And so far we're figuring out what to do with it. How long has it been there? Maybe, I don't know, before my time. So at least eight years. Um, But I would say if anyone has some fun ideas of what we can do with Numero Uno. That's sick. Write me a letter. That's uh, Put it on wheels. Yeah, Yeah. super gangster. We've thought about that. We've thought about some things, so. Yeah, it's like Kanye when he recreated his mom's house where he grew up and like put it in the middle of Soldier Field. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to do something like that. We'll send it to the moon. I'm not sure what we're doing. Yeah, we got to do something big with that. 
Uh, let's go back for a second and speaking of nostalgia, like to the Mexican pizza saga, uh-huh. because we talked about it on the podcast because it was such a big deal uh-huh. and it was, uh, you know, sort of this uh, international news. So, how long have people been asking for the Mexican <laughs> pizza? And uh, Doja Cat obviously gets a lot of credit for her role in doing it. Jess, do you want to go on the record and say that it was actually you who brought back the Mexican pizza? <laughs> uh, what was your involvement in the Mexican pizza saga? And uh, yes. Uh, I'll try to give you guys some fun little uh, yeah. tidbits about the Mexican pizza saga. Um, it, people were demanding it come back the second we took it off. And I will say, you know, sometimes the reason we take things off is uh, people weren't showing their love for it when it was around. It's yeah. like, you don't know what you have till it's gone. <laughs> totally. um, it wasn't getting as much love as we thought. And so operationally, look, when you're dealing with a QSR brand, quick service restaurant, there's a lot of like things you learn about how the restaurants actually function. Like as much as we talk about art design, it's a fun brand. Um, it all comes down to our team members in the restaurants. Like we, ha- you know, that's who's running the ship here. That's who's making everyone's paycheck even possible. So um, it came down to, it was, it's a hard product to make. It wasn't fast enough. You know, we we're trying to compete. And so we took it off um, for an operational reason. And then immediately um, the backlash we got on that. And I I was saying earlier that we then tried to post about, we could say the most incredible story on our social media, anything on Instagram and about like 8,000 comments would only say, "Uh, we don't care, bring back the Mexican pizza. (laughs) And so for about, it was gone for only about two years. That's like nothing. Yeah. Well, when, you know, when you really want it back. Yeah. So everyone that, for two years, that was our whole like analytics on social media. I was just like, we have no data other than bring back the Mexican mm-hmm. pizza. Yeah. So um, finally, we knew we had to bring it back. And that's where we're at today. Got it. So Is what it, do they want now? Like, what are the fans clamoring for now? The do they got other demands? Double decker. and the, <laughs> Which I'm like saying, go tell someone that that's what you want and they'll got probably it. make it for you. But yes, there's some sauce that we don't have green sauce anymore. And we don't mm. have certain things. Um. But people immediately, even under the Mexican pizza post, were like, bring back the Enchirito or bring back the... <laughs> You're immediately going to get uh, people dissatisfied. But yeah. it has gotten a lot of positive attention lately. Is it true that y'all have like a whole room dedicated and like a bunch of TVs with all the social activity that's going on? Wow, you you got some inside scoop over there. Yeah, Kevin does his research. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I didn't do research. Somebody told me that. Okay, well, it's not too much of a surprise. But <laughs> how in, dare you claim that? Kevin yeah, did don't research. ever put, don't yeah. put that on my name. <laughs> in the in the headquarters, we do have a room. We call it the fishbowl, where we have a lot of meetings. But the whole back wall is filled with current tweets mm-hmm. and like social media gatherings of any time. Taco Bell's mentioned. And I will say, I won't give any specific stories, but, you know, if someone's giving a presentation in that room and you're still reading the <laughs> tweets in the background, like, people are funny. Yeah. And yeah. people will say all sorts of stuff. And yeah. sometimes good, sometimes bad, but always entertaining. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are some things where you're like, I'm sorry, I have no idea what you're presenting because <laughs> the tweets behind you are so entertaining. So um, that's been fun. That's amazing. Uh, should we get into topics? or how do you, I mean, we could talk to Jess all day, honestly, you know. <laughs> oh, I had one last question. Um one in your so you're an artist and you paint and do things in your sort of personal time and yeah. sort of your uh sort of a non taco bell working hours mm-hmm. uh really beautiful stuff Thank and you. a lot of uh, beautiful paintings one thing that i saw in uh, sort of your bio was that you compete you've been mm. a uh, competitor in both a painting <laughs> contest and then pixels of fury which is like a design competition yes are you a competitive designer creative is that something that like is inside of you it's funny i am the least competitive person of all time but what i compete against is myself okay so i did participate in the it's now to it was 2014 pixels of fury which is a shutterstock um yes sponsored uh live design competition it was hosted in new york city there was about 2,000 people they continue to do it every year um we i actually got I did win that one, I will say. No big deal. But here's the thing. I practiced because they Mm. give you a sample topic two days ahead of time. And I basically just timed myself doing design for about two days straight. And I get there and I talk to the other competitors. I'm like, you guys practice at all? And everyone's like, no, (laughs) I'm drunk and I don't (laughs) care. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, all right. So I don't know. I did take it very seriously in my own head. Um, And I did have someone um, from my team compete in the Chicago Pixels of Fury a couple of years ago. Nice. And so... How'd they do? They did great. They got in second place. Uh, Um, They're no jazz. But they didn't have crowd. uh, It was a crowd participation and we Mm. didn't... We rolled not very deep that day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just saying... (laughs) 
Uh, but I did do the live painting competition in New York a few years ago, more just for fun and to like freak myself out mm-hmm. for a few days. Like what's what better than like? getting really freaked out? It looks like uh, getting a freelance job that you've waited too long to start. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I work best under pressure. So it was just for fun. And I do paint and do art um, on the side. You can check out my Instagram at manifest Jess. Um, but I do think it's really important. What I do tell my team is, uh, I think that work-life balance is not just about work life. Like for a lot of these people, life is art and life is creating on the side. And so we encourage passion projects. And that's another thing that maybe in my PTSD of agency culture, it was always like, oh, you're working on a wedding invite. How dare you? And people can't even talk about it. So I think the more you can encourage your creative surroundings to be open to talking about creatives, uh, doing stuff outside of work, the better and the more inspired you'll be when you show up at work. Totally. You have uh, 67,000 followers. You weren't kidding. You do have a lot of followers. So shout I out to you. Mean, no I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, last question. This comes uh, from Kevin's intense uh, research and uh, you know discovery here on you. Okay. It says, and this is his question, so I'm just stealing it. He read that you love lists. <laughs> what are your favorite lists? Well, it's funny because I saw, I knew you guys would ask me about that. And that's probably from like. Was that the doc? No, that's from my website that I, I don't know how up to date that is mm. but your, your I, resume doesn't have taco bell on it also well I'll tell you there that. you go uh, <laughs> it just, just shows i'm not looking anytime soon yeah. um but i i think that's part of like being a designer ocd like i color coordinate all my books and like the biggest thing about lists is i like checking stuff off mm-hmm. i like feeling mm-hmm. like i've accomplished something so it could be like write a list for the day oop done that <laughs> um that's really where my my list it comes from it's the left brain right brain you know yeah. got it yeah do you see how she was like yeah no one else uh practiced before the uh picks uh, the competition <laughs> she's like i was in the lab every night you know, <laughs> i really did i timed myself and uh back then the competition was only 15 minutes now it's 20 so wow. i just want to say i think i should get more credit wow yeah you hear that jess she's uh <laughs> kevin she's uh, just looking for more credit she won <laughs> she didn't you know and um she's not competitive don't worry she's just uh, she just practices and works hard right. and wanted to win. Exactly. And, and Do you dominated. really want to win. Do you have any other time. competitions coming up? Yeah. What are we competing in next? No, but again, I don't, just don't know about any competitions coming up. So I would love to have mm. my team be, I would love to do either like cross agency competitions Whoa. or we do host um, every month inside Taco Bell Design, what we call Design Wars, which mm-hmm. was really inspired by Pixels of Fury, where we pick a topic and we give everyone half an hour to design around that topic. We've done surfboards and sneakers and Mm. tattoos and we did a haiku once where the copywriters were very excited Um, but we (laughs) make everyone do that including our account managers project managers that's like can come from anywhere and then we have the rest of the organization vote and we assign winners every month. So it's just, we're kind of keeping that spirit alive. That's do you awesome. Take, do you win a lot there? Uh, <laughs> do do? I actually, I'm usually in meetings half the time when it's happening. So I get uh, kind of my wrist slap for not being as involved oh. as I should be. But yeah. the team does an awesome job. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and it sounds like there's a great culture there. It sounds like a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, you should all follow uh, TBD, which is a great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about design on Instagram. See what they're doing over there and check out all the amazing people and all the Thank work you. that they Thanks do. Thank you. Thanks for the shout out. And you should check it out because honestly what it is is just a lot of fun to, to witness. I think I'm obviously very biased, but I think it shows how an in-house agency can have a lot of fun and not just with design, but culturally. Awesome. Uh, so because we are a show that each week goes through the topics and news going on in branding, Jess, we're going to throw some topics at you and some of the things that are going on in the world. We want to hear your hot takes and your opinions on right. things. Um, and this week we got incredibly lucky. Um, I also like to say we planned it, but it's not true. Um, the biggest story in the week is Taco Bell. Hmm. And so <laughs> <laughs> this comes from CNN.com. Oh, OK. So we're talking real news here. All right. Um, Dolly Parton and Doja Cat will star in a TikTok musical about Taco Bell's Mexican pizza and authentically we went to go look for topics for this week and that was one oh of that's the top awesome topics. that's great to hear and we're like oh well that's gonna be really good yeah, we, we, we would have been talking about it anyway yeah we probably would have <laughs> uh you know talked all about it i'm yeah. glad i'm here for it though. yeah yeah so uh, uh that's why you're here in new york Yes, that's actually why I'm here. Um, yes. We're shooting some stuff and and hearing some songs and 
all the fun things I can't say too much about, but it's going to be a fun time. Wow. So how did Dolly Parton become involved in this? She's a huge fan of the brand and she has made comments about the Mexican pizza. Honestly, <laughs> no. people come to us. Like we're not wow. coming to them, what? even with Doja. Like the involvement, obviously we then ask if they mm-hmm. want to help participate in of these course. things, but they're the ones talking about it first. And so um, even Billie Eilish has been a big fan of the brand. We have a lot of fans of the brand. And mm-hmm. so um, Dolly has made some comments on Twitter and whatnot. And honestly, she's, um, I mean, she's just a doll. Uh, as much as you can imagine but uh, yeah so the fact that we have designers on the team we actually have a wall in our office in Taco Bell Design of Dolly Parton um, because we have people that work inside the the team that are just huge fans and we told everyone they could kind of decorate how they want Mm -hmm. and so there's a wall of Dolly (laughs) and so this is some of our designers like actual dream come true so um, that's really fun and the Doja Cat you know she's just so hot right now so that's been a lot of fun she's She's electric yeah. Kevin is a huge fan. So oh, yeah. um, I'm not giving secrets away because Kev. I'm reading it from the internet. So All right. You, probably, you might know more than I do. Right yeah. Now. So uh, Mexican <laughs> Pizza, the musical, will premiere on TikTok on May 26th. Yep. And so this is a satirical musical uh, recounting the harrowing tales of how fans brought it back to life. So it's a story <laughs> of how the fans brought the Mexican pizza yes, back. Yes, it's gone and then it's back. And so you guys have a uh, TikTok influencer named Victor Kunda who does musicals i guess or we've, just like we've been working with people the, the good thing about the team and like i said you might know more than me because it's all coming to life as we're as <laughs> sure. we speak um is that we've actually tapped into the actual community of people uh, of playwrights and songwriters and people that are way more invested in musical theater than i can say i am but yeah uh that's the great thing about when we work on projects like this we're not trying to assume we know it all and so we're actually tapping into people that this is their expertise so we're in good hands so yeah you have a screenwriter hannah friedman and Mm -hmm. abigail barlow Mm -hmm. and emily barth so three people they've won a grammy and they are they're behind the unofficial bridgerton musical and so they are kind of bringing this to life and um yeah have actual uh, experience. We have and, legit yeah. people on it, and I would say, like, even the word satirical may be going too far. Yeah. Um, because this is very actually, serious. This is serious. Wait, yeah. this is serious business. People. Yeah, I know, um, I know. No, but How it's a real you? story. It's a of love gone and returned. <laughs> um, no, but in reality, I think we do. We don't take ourselves too seriously, but we're also not a joke as a brand. And that is the kind of fine line we have to walk in general with Mm -hmm. any of our marketing where we don't ever want to be the butt of a joke, Mm -hmm. um, but we want to do things right. And we want to have what we call the Taco Bell wink. And that should be um, how we approach everything. Yeah. Even from what I've seen so far with like the like the sauce packet tryout or like Mm -hmm. it's very earnest, but like it's it's earnest in the best way and like. It's just fun. It's like, still coming from yeah. the insight of people having a love for the brand. And yeah. we're not like creating those. They come from people talking about mm-hmm. it already. So then we just kind of play it up. We listen. Yeah. And one of the things we've talked about in the show is like, it's hard to find that balance between like trying to be like, how do you do fellow kids, yep. you know, and actually being earnest and honest and playing with Taco Bell's amazing history and yeah. playing with TikTokers. And I feel like Taco Bell does a really great job of sort of finding that line where I think big legacy brands often struggle with that. Mm-hmm. We talked about Snickers and the Dick Vane sort of controversy yeah. and stuff like that. And like, sometimes <laughs> it's like, whoa, you're trying too hard to get into like Twitter, you know, sort yeah. of worlds or it's, it, it, it's a, it's a tough balance. And I think a lot of the world's biggest brands, um, I won't name any names like that I've worked for in the past, but like they do struggle <laughs> with how to make that transition from yeah. like a brand that people love in real life and maybe in the 2000s to like this new world where you have to have like a, a musical with Doja Cat and Dolly Parton yes. and you're doing it on TikTok and it's like that's that's what that's what branding is successfully. Yeah, and I think honestly at at the end of the day you want to have fun. Yeah. And so also we are listening like I said we listen to people. It we're we're the ones listening and then we respond. So it's, I think when you're trying too hard, it's like you're trying to come up with what people might be saying and responding that way. So I think as long as we stay really connected to our fans, like we call them, um, that's where I think good marketing and good creative comes from. And also you look a part of being in houses, we have fans in the brand. Most of the people, most all the people I would assume that work for Taco Bell and TBD specifically have a passion for it. You know, no one's designing with a frown on their face being like, I hate taco. Everyone loves it. And we have so much fun. And I think that helps the branding stay kind of true to spirit and not kind of disassociated from what people are actually saying. 
And so we're filming this in a real theater on yeah. Broadway. Oh, yeah, in it's New a York real City. thing. So uh, you're going there in like an hour or so. What do you come in and be like, this is all wrong? You know, like, what are we? No, it's live, Alex. No, I like No, I told she's you, going probably to, there's got to be like rehearsal. Right? We're doing rehearsals for yes, sure. Yeah. The, there's choreography going on right now. No, I'm going to step in and try to dance. Uh, no, it honestly, like I said, <laughs> I'm not the pro on musical theater. So I, the good thing about all our leadership at Taco Bell is we are leaning on the experts to do what they do. So I think we're just making sure that nothing feels too off mm-hmm. um, and letting the people do their thing. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's like having fun and doing that. That's like, can't Re- ask for anything more, right? For success. Yeah. yeah, and that's so- what—that's always my in my uh, sort of background. Like, was always the best sort of most important role a in-house design person could play would be the voice of the brand yes. and sort of knowing exactly what it is and what it's not and sort yes. of helping guide other people when you bring in sort of TikTokers or other agencies. other agencies. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of what we are the voice of the brand and yeah. we build the voice of the brand. And that is one, the biggest benefit we offer to Taco Bell and why we've grown so much, but also we are almost consultants for yeah. other agencies. And totally. I think that's a huge value. Yeah. You're like the inside man. That's what I I would always say, be like, I yep. know how this place runs. I know what gets approved. I right. know what people like. And but you can know help the conversations you. happening and you know the totally. struggles of the brand. And that's why you're not going to see the Snickers dick vein of Taco Bell um, because, <laughs> you know, it's just not appropriate. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My mom that? was on yeah, the podcast no, last week okay. and she said uh, that. Okay. So then it's totally worry. You're totally fine. <laughs> All right. Great. Um, yeah. You can say whatever you want. On this yeah. Oh, okay. no, no one's listening. Um, <laughs> uh, next story. Uh, RIP. It's also from CNN. Big week for CNN and uh, design and branding news. Uh, the the iPod is dead. Um, after twenty one years, which actually doesn't feel quite as long. Had a good run. Had a great run. They've can disc- Apple has discontinued production of the latest iPod that it was selling, which is kind of interesting because you're like, is this an iconic product? But also, I can't believe they were kind of still selling. The these iPhone, yeah. I didn't even know they were still selling them. Yeah, I'm impressed. I did have the very, very first Gen One, the one with the spin mm-hmm. wheel, and the, the one that's in the MoMA. Yeah, but yeah. you know, this, once it's this in the one MoMA, right there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Classic. Once it's in the MoMA, though, you had to question like how much future it really had. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, do you still have it? I gave it to my brother, and then immediately he said it stopped working. So you know, <laughs> that was that. Broke so no. it. He broke it. It's also <laughs> heavy and huge, and yeah. I forgot about all that. Kevin, did you have one? Like, yeah, I got one in 04. I got the uh, I got the silver nano, the okay. first gen fancy. Nano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was Kevin one of those. Kevin grew up really rich. Yeah, you're one of those no. kids. Okay. <laughs> no, he's he's uh no he's uh he's from Cincinnati. Um, so definitely not. No, <laughs> no. my brother. <laughs> <laughs> my my brother Damn, came home from Kevin's... college with one, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is crazy!" Like, yeah. he, I mean, he it let was, me, he it let was me groundbreaking. Play with it, and then I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm... This was my first. One. I would love one. That okay. wasn't the like very very first one, but That's it was definitely classic, tried and true silver. Yeah, classic guy. Uh, definitely had some thickness mm-hmm. to it. Um, you want some weight in your iPod? Is that's what I right. Always... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's a it's a legend, a legendary product, changed the world of music, changed the world for in in. Like so many ways. The fact that you could take a device and put it in your pocket. I don't even think anything was like that before. I do remember using it in college um, to when I was painting. I had I had to do one of my projects was painting my face eight feet high, like a huge mural of like we had to paint our portrait. It was odd. But anyway, I remember like the first time I actually got to bring music, like not a CD player, my Sony Sport Walkman. Mm -hmm. Um, It was and you could put 100 songs on it, I think, at the time. And, you know, that was like after the Napster and LimeWire days. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to like break my computer to get (laughs) songs on. So pretty groundbreaking but now you know yeah. games changed yeah we have a quote from a senior vice president of apple are you ready for it guys you yeah now music has always been a part of our core at apple and bringing it to hundreds of millions of users in the way ipod did impacted more than just the music industry it also redefined how music is discovered listened to and shared today the spirit of ipod lives on uh and uh, touting that it's been uh I- ushered in Sorry, touting how the musical experience has been ushered in by the iPod has been integrated across all of our products. So okay. it's not dead in its physical form. Or sorry, it's dead in its physical form. Not in spirit. Spirit, spirit it lives on. Lives on in your iPhone. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, which is actually quite shocking that they were still, so, someone out there was went into an Apple store. I think they actually said it's going to be available for like a couple of like weeks as they start to like phase them out. So you can wow. go to an Apple store right now and be like, I need an iPod. I did see something on TikTok. Again, this is where I get my news. Um, where someone, the little clippy one, like young mm. kids were using it mm-hmm. as hair clips or something. Oh, that's oh, pretty cool. That's, that's swag. I don't know if they knew it was an iPod, though. 
I think yeah. that was just a fancy hair clip. That was so. the one where Steve Jobs like put it in his fifth pocket. And yeah. He was like, this now we know what to do with this thing. Right, exactly. Well, fifth like, pocket. Or, yeah, the little tiny pocket in your denim. Oh, cool. Yes. Which, yeah, still, what do you do with that? I don't really wear jeans. You put, <laughs> you, we're in the soft pant era of <laughs> yeah. uh, the 2000s. That's, 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 that's fair. Kevin, uh, never change. Um, <laughs> last topic. I thought we had a couple more here, Kevin. No? We, we you wanna, got him back. You want to just a, drop him on? Jessica, there's a, there's another doc. Background. I mean, there's an internal doc. Oh, um, I'm scared of what you haven't <laughs> shared with me. We'll do, the, we'll do the last one and maybe do one or two more just because Jess is so good. Um, <laughs> Balenciaga this week caused a lot of controversy yeah. because they introduced a distressed sneaker that takes distressed sneakers to a whole other level. It is not only just like, it looks like it was uh, uh, ripped to shreds, flambéed, cooked, and then also written on. It's yeah. like the most distressed shoe I've ever seen in, in the history of mankind. Yeah. And uh, it's selling for a cool $1,850. Jess? Yeah. What do you think about the uh, Balenciaga derelict campaign? That's exactly it. Look, as an <laughs> art piece, as an art statement, it's making me feel something, right? Like mm -hmm. it's supposed to make you feel what I'm feeling about it. Is yeah. I have an eye roll about it, but I'm I'm like not a brand name person. So yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That's it's um That one looks like not only did you wear it, you also like did like house like yard work yeah. in it like it's it goes beyond distress and you fell asleep and your friends like tagged you up first because <laughs> yeah. you passed out like it's I, not yeah, a and then you got caught in a forest fire well like, remember when like the banana got duct taped to the wall mm -hmm. and then like yeah. everyone went crazy it's the duct tape banana of sneakers yeah. in my opinion i'm not sure what to do with it i have a friend who is a welder and he wore his converse every day for probably three years and mm -hmm. they looked exactly like can that. he sell them for eighteen hundred dollars Maybe I'll, right. I should ask him if it's opening up the door for that. Then I'm open to it. Yeah, if you're wearing these, I'm stealing something from your house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You have too much money, and you should not buy distressed Balenciagas. Um, I, it's a trend actually here in New York where people wear like incredibly cooked, as as the kids call it, like <laughs> um, uh, Air Force Ones or Vans. Okay. And is like, it a trend or did you just see me doing that because I didn't want to buy Kevin, shoes? Kevin, I would love to give you credit for this. And is cooked the phrase now? That's that's what, that's I, what Alex says. That's oh, what okay. I call it. Okay. I wouldn't say it's officially so the phrase. I shouldn't go repeat that. There, I mean, you could, yeah. Like, it's almost as if they like purposefully went to the park and then they just like, they, they messed them up as much as they could and it's like, it's a very Gen Z thing. Shoes I, are for wearing, Right, because millennials used to like keep their white shoes white, yes, right? Yes. So I guess we're doing the opposite of whatever millennials He's do. That's wearing the shoes. Kevin, okay. speak for all young people. Why are we doing We're this? We're just wearing the shoes. <laughs> but like then like after a certain We're amount of time, don't you want to like... Yeah, you clean them sometimes. I don't know. No, but, but like... then they just get dirty again. <laughs> are you tagging up your own shoes? No. Okay. No. I'm I'm not personally. Maybe I should tag up my friend's shoes. I'm doing them a favor. Yeah. yeah what you guys no, are this saying. is a, a revenue stream here okay. for you. All right. I'm thinking uh, about this. Um, I will say, I will go on the record right now. Um, and sorry, Jess, if you're... I haven't seen your footwear here today. Oh, boy. Uh, Golden Goose like this the, we're good like, we're good yeah we're good yeah. i think those are the lamest things you could possibly wear i'm wearing vans so you're talking to the wrong person when it comes i to wasn't that. accusing me that was just me no, going on the record vans are, and saying, vans are good you okay. know no fans i mean you're from very, uh, very you're california, southern california yeah. come on you know if vans is listening taco bell's been trying to do a collab with you and i oh think the God. phone has not been answered oh, so well, everyone from vans Damn. is listening <laughs> um yeah I, I just don't i never understood the distress sneaker thing and when i see someone wearing golden goose i, I doubt i'll see a lot of balenciagas but you may um I, we may but when i see someone wearing a golden goose sneaker i'm i'm both uh, befuddled confused and uh just I shaking think, my head yeah but i shouldn't say too much about sneakers because like i said my new chief brand officer came from nike and mm. that was a very uh that's a whole other subcult so yeah for sure i'm not gonna say anything but at least they're like reasonably priced and you know not yeah not fucked up when you buy them true like yet. <laughs> this is the most distressed sneaker I've ever seen. It genuinely looks like someone went to war and then has has come back and is then um you know has selling them for $2000. I'm It does look like a parody of itself. Like that's the thing. How far are we going to go? This is a good question though. This is a good heat check for that. Like Yeah. Will, will people just buy anything? Yes. 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 Absolutely. Okay. But also like and this is maybe the way to bring it back to Taco Bell. It's like how many times do like there's a lot of limited edition things that are sort of like, we made seven of these. Mm -hmm. And do you guys uh, fall into those traps where you're like, okay, well, we, you know, we want to do like very sort of small batch things, but like 
we want to make it also accessible. Yes. We often criticize brands because they do like what we call like uh, a mock-up or uh-huh. just like a meme like thing. And it's like, it used to be for April Fool's Day. But uh-huh. like, oh, look at this crazy idea we have. And now they'll be like, look at this crazy idea we had. We made five of them. Yeah. Well, it's funny because at TBD on our Instagram, we just like make some of our design war stuff or some, we just make a lot of things for fun that we never plan on producing. And then yeah. I post it up there and we don't have tons of followers on that account, but we do get a lot of people being like, you're not making these, like put them in the store. <laughs> but we do have a whole retail campaign and you know, we're starting to think of, we were almost overly accessible in the past. Like we were one of the first QSR brands, um, to have a, a ta- we call it the taco shop. It's taco ball, taco shop.com. Um, but we, we're one of the first brands to have retail apparel like that. And then mm-hmm. look, McDonald's and Chipotle and everybody, everyone, they started bringing celebrities to do it. And so now we're trying to rethink, like, how can we be trendsetters again? Mm-hmm. What's the new thing? Maybe some sort of drop situation. But I think the idea of being overly exclusive is not something true to Taco Bell. All right. I got an idea. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. All right. All right. Distressed tacos. <laughs> Oof. Well, yeah. that's if, if you're shipping uh, Grubhub doesn't come the right way you might get some distress <laughs> speaking of uh where where's our taco bell coming I don't know. Uh, we placed it um, is it here uh, i don't know I, I don't have my phone on me but i um the worst th- what's gonna happen right is that just gonna do this amazing podcast we're gonna say you know we're gonna be like thank you Jess, for coming in and then she's gonna go uh check out the musical and then we're gonna eat taco bell and without her that. I mean, I guess that's not the worst thing. It's just yeah, like you um, did promise like a me good. a chalupa supreme with beans. So <sighs> I, again, I was going uh, to check your phone, speaking <laughs> and interviewing and also ordering. I'm pretty sure uh, at least something with beans is in there. Um, let's see. Well, our, oh, oh, God, it's, it's saying it's going to come in the next five to ten minutes. The ASMR is going to be the final segment of this. Is any of this recording? Do we, do yeah, we record yeah, this episode? Okay, good. That we're, happens sometimes. We got Only um, once. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, because yeah, you've been, been great. Keeping an eye on it. I've, I've been watching it like a hawk. Yeah, yeah. I Sometimes got, I got two more talk. I got two more talk about questions. Nice. All right. Go. Let's go. Um, Hit me. So, are Tuesdays pretty wild there for Taco Tuesday? Wild. Yeah. Um, we actually we're Taco Any Day is kind of our oh, phrase. Okay. So why limit yourself? Wow. All yeah. right. And then is there an actual bell? Like, is there some sort of bell somewhere? <laughs> Um, we do have the Taco Bell bong sound. Okay. Um, which is now a Pavlonian response. Even if you use the app, I think when your order's ready, it does bong out. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we don't have a bell in the office, but numero uno might have okay. one wrapped up in its uh, special little wrapping. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, we have a lot of fun things to play with and it's it's just a fun brand. So yeah. Do you glad like you guys a, appreciate it. Yeah. Maybe we'll get it on the soundboard when we... Uh... Well, we are thinking at some point, you know, uh, as we move into the future and design being uh, our packaging has been around for a while. Mm. Um, It's actually called kinetic packaging, which fun fact Mm -hmm. about this, the design on all our packaging that you see, it's called kinetic because it's the visual interpretation of our bong sound. So it's kind of like this, you know, kinetic movement. But I think we're going to start thinking about what does a packaging redesign look like for Taco Bell? And so Mm -hmm. maybe again, for your two years. Year, not your 200th but your two year maybe i can come back on maybe we'll have it by then i have no idea yeah well i know a really good studio that does uh, package <laughs> design and they really are big taco bell fans mm. and uh you know just uh, I, I don't know uh if you've seen our uh, can lines over there i've been um, not turning my head yeah, towards yeah, any yeah, of yeah, your yeah, packaging yeah, you can see uh <laughs> just our portfolio it's just casually here on the wall oh, just um, sitting here and just some of the awards that we've won in the last uh, couple of years i uh, think just, we should just, chat in the future you never know saying. how we can collab and have oh, some creative conversations honestly we would be uh, thrilled, excited, and uh, would 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 do anything uh, to work for Taco Bell. Um, that's, a, that's well. A, if I get my chalupa, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's all on the seamless driver. That um, you know, again, we're getting uh, this distressed chalupa. <laughs> uh, the Taco Bell over here is a Taco Bell KFC, right? Yes, yes. Kevin, that's that's yeah. that's fact. Mm-hmm. Um, are those worse than regular Taco Bells? Uh, well, what do we? What do we, we don't all I'll say is. Yum Brands has KFC, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and a West Coast brand called The Habit. But, um, you know, when you try to do more than one thing, you know, is it my favorite? I think I like a, a focus, you yeah, know? Didn't you all do, um, like, ch- fried chicken tacos? We have done the Naked Chicken Chalupa, which mm-hmm. was a chicken shell. I tried it. 
Yeah, what'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. yeah I think it worked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, you can't go that wrong yeah. when all the ingredients are good. Yeah. Um, it really just comes down to what people are excited about. And we do try to drop a lot of limited time uh, products throughout the year. That's mm-hmm. kind of the fun part of the job is like, ooh, what are we going to put out in October and what can we come up with? And Do you ever think about doing any cross promo yum brands kind of like uh, Mountain Dew, uh, Flaming Hot Mountain Dew type stuff? <laughs> Well, we do have our Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Yes. Um, you know, we haven't really done that too much, but I'll never say never. How about that? What's wow. the habitat? So the habit, oh, it, the habit burger grill, it's actually a Santa Barbara burger chain. So it was adding burgers to the yum family, which we didn't have. We have pizza, we have chicken, we have tacos. We never had burgers. Um, so they're mostly a West Coast brand. They're actually awesome. And they're oh, not really? even really considered quick service they're more fast casual but mm. i would recommend if you see one ah, okay. oh my god good, good fries are amazing burgers they have an ahi sandwich go for it guys better so, than in and out i'm looking at it right now well i'm not from the west coast yeah, so the yeah. in and out like fandom i don't have mm-hmm. i think in and out's more for the experience yeah all right yeah that's fair so i'm checking in on our taco bell uh, yeah yeah well, i think we're yeah we're i will I'm, say um Jess, this has been such a delight. You guys were Honestly, so nice. You didn't grill me about anything. No, we got any hard hitting questions? Kevin, you scrubbed her Instagram and she's clean. Yeah, said, clean. No, no. Uh, just no. the one video. Just the one video. <laughs> the one video I will. I will ju- I'll do a shout out for some something we have going on. Is yeah. Uh, I shout mentioned outs. earlier to you was one of the things we are tapping into and to to amplify our breakfast menu, which is not very mm. well known at Taco Bell. We have some awesome the breakfast quesadilla, Mm-mm-mm. but um, we're doing some drag brunches across the country we had our first drag brunch a couple weeks ago in vegas we're going to be having one in nashville chicago new york at the cantina um fort lauderdale and i will just say that the design the event experience all of that has been a freaking blast to work on and we've been tapping into the drag community and their allies to make sure that we're doing everything again we kind of step out of the way and we let them take that over and there's a, a charity component towards it gets better and just um it's a, that's been a very exciting the mexican pizza kind of took from that uh, attention mm. but i will say if you see a drag brunch um in your neighborhood support it at the taco bell and it's just been a lot of fun to work on so what is a drag brunch so we have drag local drag queens so instead of a big nighttime drag show a lot of times you can go to a, a unlimited you know mimosa mm. drag brunch in the morning so we have local queens coming from each uh location and they're doing a full show song and dance um there's breakfast items being served breakfast salsas and all the fun things and it's just been a really good time so you can see some of that design and and the photo shoots we've done with them on the taco bell design instagram but that's been a blast are there going to be spiked um baja blast oh yeah oh Oh, there's a full drink that'll be lit oh yeah Full drink yeah, menu, the yeah. whole shebang. Wow, that yeah. sounds incredible. Who comes up with that idea? Is that an in-house thing? Is that like an agency kind that of combo? That one was actually an in-house thing. Um, sometimes we get a brief from our internal partners where they say like, hey, we need white space ideas. Just come up with some cool ideas. And so cool. my team about, that was almost two years ago. We did a huge like immersion day exploration. We just brainstormed for a couple of days. And that was one of the ideas that um, our team came up with. And then we do have support from some other agencies to bring it to life. But that was one of the first ones in a long time where it, it all kind of came together from in-house. And it's just the cool thing that I, I find about working at Taco Bell is that I personally feel like I have an impact on the brand and what's happening. Mm-hmm. How often can you say that you really feel like you have an impact on culture? And like, I know if I'm feeling it, my team feels it. And so it just feel like we're not just some shop that happens on the side. Like mm-hmm. the people inside the brand are actually making moves towards doing some cool, better things. So that's been super exciting. Our Taco Bell is here. Yes. Yes, we did it, guys. Wow. You guys came through. Let's go. Perfect timing. <laughs> so the ASMR portion is next. Is yeah. Okay. Well, um, thank it's you, Hannah. It's a small Hannah. bag. You're the greatest. Um, Smaller than I that's thought. That's $50 Oof. worth of stuff. <laughs> they, they jam-packed it. Kevin, do you want to try to crack that open? And I'll just try to kill time with uh, Jess and uh, we don't need hard-end questions. Do we, what? Do we need to kill time? I feel like we're good. 
No, I mean, I feel like we should. Are we, do you want to just say some more thing? Because no, I mean, I guess you're right. We were gonna eat and enjoy Taco Bell. I think we're gonna have our bonding. Ev- time everyone now. knows what Taco Bell tastes like. Everyone bonds over Taco Bell anyway. And it's the best. Thank you, Jess, for coming in. Thanks it's for having been me. an absolute pleasure. This is fun. Uh, where can the uh, kids follow you at home? Uh, give one more shout out to uh, your Instagram. Or I whatever. would follow me at Manifest Jess. And honestly, if you message me there, I do try to answer every single message. So just reach out and then follow the Taco Bell Design Instagram, please. Um, you know, it's hard to get followers anymore, but I do think you'll see some exciting things, especially in the design world and also when we do have openings for jobs or we want to do collabs or we want to just have agency to agency conversations please reach out through there and yeah that's how you can find us amazing it sounds like a dream job and uh, congrats on all your success and everything that you're doing and uh we'll be uh, looking out for the musical and uh, if, if you ever need extras dancers uh, so you guys Kevin. are saying after we eat this Taco Bell, we're heading over to rehearsals. You want to? <sighs> wow. I feel like. Uh, clear the rest of my day, Kevin. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, I'll, everyone. I'll be there. Thank you. See you next week. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.